Jonesy, this podcast had it all. Three racing states and we went even went international. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Uh, I think a podcast of this caliber should transcend jurisdictions. Mm. We're talking about the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And um, just how much of a phenomenal occasion it is. and The turnover. The t- <laughs> My God. The turnover is phenomenal, but it also, <laughs> I, I think it shone a little light. On the uh, on the turnover that we have on our greatest race here in Australia, but uh, more on that during the podcast. Yeah, I would have thought so. And if you're going to turn some over this weekend, where would you do something like that? I think you're going to turn some over with Team Orange, and that's the good people at Ned's. Look, the Winter Carnival's heating up. We're on the back end of the Adelaide Carnival. Thank God, some would say. <laughs> um, so open up your Ned's app and gamble responsibly in there. Um, check us out on our profiles. You can follow us in on a few bets if you like. But if you don't want to, that's fine too. But I'll tell you what, everything you could possibly do on the Ned's app is what you want to do. Get weird and exotic for us, drifters. Absolutely. And uh tell you what, some of the drifters are following in what we've posted or what I've posted, um, those three-leg multis and two-leg multis for the yep. Queensland Derby and the Cox Plate. And there was another one there, the Stradbroke as well. So a couple of drifters have um, following our coattails and, you know, it's good to have a long, long-term long play. You've pulled it off before. Yes. No reason why it can't happen again. Absolutely. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Another horse that's crushed yourself, Fiesta. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, mate. I I just want to before we get stuck into the good content, I've I've a few things that I want to get off my chest. What been weighing you down for the week, or yeah, our performance on Saturday was just <laughs> heartbreaking. A real there or thereabouts type. Oh, so I reckon this is, I'd say, at least the fifth time we've been in this situation in a group at the pub. Quaddy deep, beers deep, general vibe was huge. Great vibes. We are playing away as well. We are playing away, you know, some would say the hardest road trip in pub history in Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Uh, generally, we don't have to travel too far. We're a real Brisbane Broncos type. Like yeah. We play, at, play on our home track often in comfortable settings. We were tested on Saturday and we nearly came away with a win. Yeah, but a last-minute field goal, much like Manly versus the Warriors, absolutely stung us. So, to sum this up, punters, we we had a group quarter, sure. Of course we did. Of course we did. And, you know, we might have doubled our initial outlay because, you know, it's day one of the championships. What else would you do? And we were very confident, as always. Yeah. We looked at those numbers and we're like, we're getting some sort of a return here. A profit? Maybe. (laughs) But we're getting a return. So, Macca, of course, first leg, puts in Captain Jack or whatever it was. (laughs) Explosive Jack. (laughs) Not Captain Jack Sparrow. 
Yeah, so Captain Jack Sparrow wins the first leg and absolutely crushes my soul in the process <laughs> where uh, young Werther runs second by an absolute nostril. Oh, I was screaming him home. I think I was whacking you on the bum. Yeah. I was sitting next to you. I was like, kick Werther, kick. He was home. First wow. time I've ever had a pun on him and oh, to no avail. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the next two win, which was Nature Strip and uh, the other one. But we have about four heading into the last. And, you know, it's last race in Sydney, notoriously fucking difficult. Oh, yeah. A lot of souls absolutely destroyed in the get-out stakes in, in Sydney all the time, yeah. including ours. Well, when we're heading around the corner, I reckon our four selections were second half of the field. So, you know... Our assholes were tightening. <laughs> yeah, so tight. Clenched. Yeah. Um, yeah, never talk was sitting about 13th or something like that. Yeah, anyway, so it gets to about the 200 and nothing's making ground. J-Max just, you know, looking like the winner. And then I'm like, we want the thing on the outside, which was, I uh, can't remember. <laughs> put I've put this weekend out of my mind somewhat. Yeah. But the scars remain. And then we were cheering this thing home. And it just gets absolutely nutted by nose again. Oh. We had second, third, fourth again. Oh. Never talk, flew home. Yeah. Uh, such is her racing uh, racing pattern. She's a real Cascadian type. Oh, just chuck Jamie Carr on her. Oh. Come on. Uh, so, I actually can't remember the last quaddy we actually won. We are absolutely hemorrhaging money at this point. We're shocking. If we were if we were a business and we had shareholders, Mate. we'd be sacked. The board would be sacked. There'd be a new CEO. We'd have a crisis meeting right now because our end of financial year report is looking horrific. Oh, we're we're so far in the red. We're Owen thirty three for charity bets. <laughs> That's that's like a running joke. It's like the curse of the Polo oh, Punk Club. So this weekend, surely. Oh, who bloody knows, mate? But. Onward and upwards to day two of the championships. Um, regardless, great day racing. Um, oh, God, yeah. yeah. You know, it doesn't dampen our spirits at all that we're just losing cash left, right and centre. But uh, day two of the championships, we have four group ones. Um, but before we get into those, we need to touch on our little polos, which yep. I believe I have the honours this week. You do. Now, Navy... Good old from blue. It's good enough for a navy, isn't it? Animo. Yeah, close enough to navy. He was explosive, Jack, in that race, wasn't he? <laughs> he really was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He. It has to be pretty hard against the slipper winner. Um. But he looks like probably the best two-year-old we have. He hasn't run a bad race. No. His racing pattern means that he need, he'll, he always needs some luck. But if he can draw a good barrier and be, you know, off just off pace midfield, that turn of foot is not a lot of horses are blessed with that turn of foot. I'm still Camp Articus. Is that his name? Not Articus. Artorius. Oh, I'm a stinker. Uh, Artorius. <laughs> yeah. Articus. He was a Australian bloodstock horse in another yeah. lifetime. Great. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the I don't think he had the talent of those two. Mm. But um yeah, Artorius. I think that Blue Diamond win is still pretty special, I think. So Yeah, and with all these two year olds, not many of them going no. to do 
bigger and better things. Uh, but I think Artorius and Animo, fingers crossed, can be exceptions. Yeah. They both look like um, special horses. And stay inside, can do it from the front. So, uh, yeah, not bad crop of two-year-olds. Um, my white polo, really struggled with this one this week, but putting Mars Crusader in there and the whole um, chat about him this week, which yeah, Hawks was- Hawks v McAvoy. And every, it seemed like every analyst was just had their, chucked their two cents in, into the fountain of knowledge. I think and he had a lot of punters' money. Mask uh, Crusader. Crusader. Yeah. 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 Well, what's the story? Just Nature Strip keeps winning it over $1.50. Just the simplest betting strategy of all time. Lay him when he's $1.50 and back him when he's overs. Mm. Uh, but yeah, in a nutshell, Wayne Hawks just said that. Kieran McAvoy absolutely slaughtered it, which was not the case. He just gets back in his runs and he just found bad luck at a bad time. But Nature Strip was never losing that race. No, and, and J-Mac stopped riding him with 50 metres to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, look, I, I thought looking at the form guide, I thought that Mars Crusader would be further forward. Uh, so, I was surprised to see how the race unfolded. Yeah, pretty pretty tough from Hawks on McAvoy, though. And he rocketed home, Mask Crusader. So, look, he's definitely one to follow for the future. Yeah. Um, he'll be in the all-age stakes, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't really heard anything about where he's going next. I'm assuming that was his grand final. Mm, probably. So... Um, you know me, mate. I don't really like horses that aren't on grand final day. True. So, but the most notorious polo in our selection is the purple polo, which is just goes to anyone that's had an absolute stinker. And there is no other situation in sport in Australia that this could go to this week. But the ScoMo-loving Cronulla, Cronulla Sharks, they need to... Strip out the sky blue this week and chuck on 17 purple polos this week against the Newcastle Knights because what they have done to John Morris this week is an absolute disgrace. It's perplexing behaviour. It really is. And Craig Fitzgibbon is really highly rated as a coach, right? He's an assistant right now at the Roosters but doesn't have head coaching uh, experience in the NRL, but he's thought of extremely highly. But that doesn't excuse how poor old John Morris was treated. He played a ton of games at the Sharks as a player. 300 in total. Yeah. It was Not at the Sharks. But, but in total, yeah. Like bang on the dot, 300, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, and has, has navigated some difficult issues for the Sharks. They've had a bit of a... As a lot of clubs do, uh, apart from, you know, the Roosters and the Storm of the Worlds, they had a bit of a premiership hangover. They had this mixture of really experienced players who were sort of at the back end of their careers and some up-and-coming young guns who are going to demand big money because they've just played in a premiership team. So unless that's managed really well, your salary cap is going to be in dire straits. So he's been having to navigate that. Um, retiring players, injured players, young fellas coming through, and he's done a really good job. So, 2019, when he first took over, they finished seventh. They lost in the first round of the finals. Last year, 
they snuck him to eighth. So they made finals both years. And they were two and two before the start of last round. And they were leading the Roosters, who are a top four side, 65th minute. They're up 18-4. And then Sam Walker. And they lost Wade Graham and Josh Dugan to injury. And as soon as they went off, they just absolutely towed him up. How can you justify signing an untried coach who, yeah, comes with good raps, but all it takes is who, what what player would want to go to this club? It's like the Collingwood of the NRL now. Mm. They've just tre- mistreated, um, you know, people of their club, but holy smokes. Yeah, it's a kick in the guts. Coaching's a, a tough game, right? But- You've got to you've got to ask yourself: Is this coach going to win this team a premiership? And obviously, the Sharks board didn't think that John Morris was a premiership winning coach. But I don't know how you can have that opinion because he's been hamstrung by the salary cap that they've been given because he hasn't been able to bring in any players. He's been basically and Sean Johnson's injured this year. He comes back in like two weeks. Yeah, it is it is bizarre. Matt Morland's been injured constantly for like the last two years. Before that, he was going great guns at Penrith. Yeah, yeah no, mate, I, I completely agree. It's bewildering. Um, glad they're not my team. Yeah. Going to back them this weekend, but. No. <laughs> Makes one of us. Uh, okay. I think we've had our piece with that. Yeah, we've vented. That's that's fair, mate. Fair purple polo if there was any fair one ever given. I think it's like the clear standout of the season so far. Oh, God, yeah. So stinky. <laughs> stinky sharks. Okay. Let's get cracking onto the racing then. So, first group one of the day is the Australian Oaks. Um, 2,400 metres, three-year-old set weights for the Phillies. Uh, you have Colette in front of you who won the race last year. Very elegant, of course. She's won every bloody group one in Australia, <laughs> it seems like. Um, unforgotten and Bonneval. Remember her? Yeah, Kiwi. Kiwi Oaks winner. Yeah, so field of 10, you have Hungry Heart, Harmony Rose, Juwais, <laughs> Bargain, uh, Monty again, who, yeah, she just, she, I don't think she's firing as well this prep. Um, and you have Amarlina, the New Zealand filly as well. How do you see this one unfolding? Well, mate, I think we've got uh, a pretty similar situation in this race uh, to what we had in the Vinery Stud, where there's not a lot of early pace, and I think Harmony Rose gets another really easy lead. Uh, bit different this time round with 2400 meters. Potentially different this time round in terms of track bias. Obviously, uh, Rose Hill had a massive leader's bias uh, the other week. Uh, for the Vinery Stud. So it really took a special effort, I think, for Hungry Heart to go against the pattern of the day and, and chase down Harmony Rose. But no no knock on Harmony Rose. She was third up there. Hungry Heart, she was, yeah, third up there. Hungry Heart was fourth up. So maybe there was a little bit of a fitness edge for, for Hungry Heart, but I certainly can't take anything away from that victory. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I think this is similar in the fact that I don't think there's going to be a ton of early speed. No, I agree. Look, Harmony Rose by name, not the rose bush I'm smelling in this race. <laughs> Nor am I. Three dollars fifty. Yeah, I, I think I think she's a bit of a false favourite in this race. Um, well, like we said, whilst it was still impressive for Hungry Heart to go against the pattern of the day and win last start, sort of says something about Harmony Rose, who was the clear leader 
on a leader's leader bias track to not hold on. Um, I, I still think she'll run a good race and she'll give, be given every chance, but no, I don't have her in this race. Yeah, I've gone the New Zealand filly with Uncle Opie on board for Jamie Richards. Went back and watched her uh, New Zealand Oaks win. She does have a tendency to miss the jump. Um, Did that in her most recent trial too. Yeah, so be wary of that, punters. But apparently she, the being on top of the ground won't matter. Um, and in that New Zealand win, she was three wide without cover over the 2,400 and she still won very impressively. And in her trial, she, yeah, like you said, she, she missed the start by three or four lengths one by five lengths. Yeah. Just just looped him. So yeah, I'm I'm with you with uh Amaralina Amaralina. Amaralina. Thumbelina. Cinderella. We'll go the two. Yeah. Uh, the two's I, winning this. She's run out twenty four hundred meters in what you said was pretty impressive fashion. Yeah. Uh we've had New Zealand Oaks winners come over and win this before. I think that's um good enough. The query has to be that start that she's going to give everyone else and how the form marries up, really. Yeah, I think she has proven that she can sit... Well, she sat midfield despite missing the jump in the Oaks, right? Yeah. So, So if she jumps cleanly, I think she can get, what, one pair back, one off the fence, and she could be in the absolute box seat. Um, Yeah, I think she's my clear on toppy. I think I've got Hungry Heart into second. Um, Look. Can't knock that win last start. And uh, oh, Monty can go for third, but yeah, I think it's a clear on top selection for mine. Yeah, I've um, I've sacked Montefilia, actually. Uh, I think <laughs> Harmony Rose will, will still run a good race, um, but I think, yeah, Amaralina and Hungry Heart will, will chase it down. Um, yeah, I've got Amaralina on top, but I do think Hungry Heart is a real chance. But um, yeah, that's how I see the race playing out, mate. Beautiful. Oh, Sydney Cup. Oh, gee whiz. What do you do with this? It's a Rubik's Cube, isn't it? It, it really is. So, 3,200 metres handicap. Um, I believe there's another race. That's 3,200 metres and a handicap. I think it might be the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. You know. Tight pairs in comparison here. Um, this is one of the worst group ones of the season for mine. Tie the knot, Maccabi Diva, and just a few years ago, who shot the barman won this race. Yeah, you had him that day, didn't you? I sure did. I got absolutely um, criticised for putting him in the quaddy, and then he won at 20s. So Isn't that a good feeling? You're welcome, um, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure we end up losing. So, <laughs> crikey, where do you start? Um, I reckon you start with the equal favourite or... The favourite, favourite moon. Yeah, the favourite, favourite moon. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was pretty good on his Australian debut, wasn't he? You found him. Yeah. I found him. Yeah. He um, And he drops a couple of kilos from that run. Um, the stable's quite confident. I think he is the most likely winner of the race for mine. Um, I just think – I'm trying not to overthink the race. They think he can handle being on top of the ground – He's drawn well. Kieran McAvoy down the weights, 3,200 metres. He's an absolute gun at that distance. Um, I think he is going to be right in the game for, in the finish. We hope so. Um, <laughs> Don't say definite top three. Well, <laughs> because oh, that didn't work out well for you last time. Raj Dancer isn't in this race, so <laughs> that's fine. Um, but 
I did. I was able to. I was looking through the futures markets on Monday, and I was like, I think there might be a bit of value here. So I had a, an all up of Probabil at three dollars fifty into very elegant at I think three dollars into favorite moon to place at two fifty. Um, it was paying I think close to 25 or 30 to 1 and that same bet when the markets came out was 12 to 1. So, it's got no chance. <laughs> but, yeah, back me in punters, please. Mm. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, look, I think Favourite Moon's a, a pretty good shout in this race. It is a tough race. The thing I noticed though, there's a lot of leaders. So, I think they'll be fighting... Uh, pretty early on in the race to, to get a nice lead. So, I think there'll be a lot of horses under pressure, but I think that brings the back markers into the race um, really well. There's a mare who raced in the Tancred last start who uh, is trained by uh, one of our favourites on the podcast, Bjorn. 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 <laughs> Bjorn Baker. Uh, sorry, Bjorn, if you had to listen to that absolute no. butchering of your name. But um, she ran on really well in the tank grid to run second. She was 57 kegs there. She dropped seven kegs here to go 50 kilos. Rachel King on the back. Draws barrier four, which is suitable. Uh, she'll go back, but I think she'll be given every chance around the Ranwick bend to come through. Likes racing at Ranwick. Has no issues with a good track. Uh, query for mine is the thirty two hundred meters. It's a big step up from twenty four hundred meters, but I can't I can't fold a prep. Um, she should be rock hard fit here. I'm hoping that it's not one too many. And the Tancred was her grand final, but just that big drop in weight. Um, I think she'll get every chance. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with she's she's ideal on top. Mm. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from. I really do. Um, and all the best to. The adopted son of Australia, Bjorn Baker. He's <laughs> Bjorn. one of the greats. Mm. Uh, if you don't follow him on Instagram, please do yourself a favour. But mm. um, I don't know. He, sorry, she only gives six kilos away to the top weight. I don't know. I'm I'm happy to play in around the around the bottom weights with Favorite Moon. I've got Favorite Moon on top. <clears throat> And to be completely honest, she's old deals, not one of mine. So, happy to let her go around without me. But I think I stuck up for this bloke last start and he put in a pretty average performance. But you know what? He can put in another good run here. And that's sound. He's, I think he's the proven horse over the distance. He, the further it gets, he loves it. So, being on top of the ground, that's his ideal as well. And... I found myself going to Chapada for some bloody reason. <laughs> Bossy on the back, 52 kegs, won't know himself. I think uh, he hasn't been horrific. No. He probably needs a, a race with a bit of speed in it. Mm. I think he's worthy of chucking into your quaddy. Oh, man, this race, honestly, any any one of these horses could win it. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, for mine, yeah, look, I've got She's Ideal on top. I think Favourite Moon is probably the key danger for mine. I think the other chances in this race, the real chances are for mine, I think Southern France, um, the chosen one, we, we know that he can run a good 3,200 metres, but Barrier. he just hasn't – and he hasn't come back this prep super well, um, or based on his last two runs at least. And I think Realm of Flowers – 
is a pretty good shout too. But um, yeah, no, I, I actually don't mind she's ideal on this. I reckon at that price, um, I was looking at it last night. She was about eight bucks fifty. Yeah, that's my on toppy. Favorite moon for mine will run into second, and for third, hmm, I'm gonna go good idea. Oh yeah, the uh, Adelaide, Adelaide Cup, Cup winner. winner. Yeah, a bit of value there, punters. So yeah. I reckon it'll run a nice race. 21s into 16, so some good judges have latched on there. On to the Queen Elizabeth, by far the best race of the day. Before we get into the race, there's a couple of things I want to um, uh, discuss. Thank you. Um, <laughs> first being, when I drive around, sometimes I see QE2 or um, Queen Elizabeth or anything that is about the Queen. Now... I don't wish any ill will to the Queen, <clears throat> but there will come a time where it will be King Charles in the throne. So, what happens to all these roads, stadiums even, that are named after Queen Elizabeth once she passes? Do they just stay there? Blow them up. Let's <laughs> get some dynamite, just like Coyote and the Looney Tunes. Is it Coyote? Yeah. <laughs> Get some big stick of TNT and just blow them all up. Yeah. Blow up this race. Yeah. King, the King Charles stakes. It must be. Mm. King Charles. They'll be, she's been around for ages and she's had a, you know, not her best week. No, nah, she's had a tough week, the Queen. Um, yeah. She, uh, she'll she be watching this, I'm sure, to help her get over it. 100%. She'll put the kitty on she'll a be, Dabe. She'll be cheering home Tommy Marquin. Yeah. Speaking of a Dabe. One of the great, um, I reckon. I reckon this is what Wayne Bennett would have done if he was a horse trainer. You know what? That's exactly what I was thinking. Just completely sack your horse during during the week. Yeah. You're like, yeah, oh, he's no chance on a good on a good deck. Yeah, not going to scratch him, but no. <laughs> oh, if he was over in the UK, we'd scratch him. But he's over. Well, he, he's, if he's travelled this far, we may as well. <laughs> you may as well just see it out. One of the great. Um, Deflections by Willie Haggis, I reckon. So I reckon if they're a betting stable, perfectly done. Oh he's, yeah, he's going to jump at three dollars fifty. Ve is going to jump close to two bucks. I reckon. It's a race in two for mine. Uh, Sir Dragonet, he did prove that uh, on a good track, he is he is actually not that bad. He's proved that in the uh, what was that group one? He won the, the tank grid, and uh, he proved that in the Melbourne Cup as well. But two thousand meters. I think he needs a wet track. So, I think I'm putting a line through him. We were saying at the pub last weekend that Mugger 2 was looking for the 2,000 metres. Gets it a week later. Bowman on board. And you can have the rest for mine. Um, Who have you dissected? How have you dissected this one? Oh, I I can't see any other horse other than a day beating very elegant over 2,000 metres. That's her to a T. Um, Obviously, she can get out to the 2,400, but I think this is her... Her pet distance. Yeah, if, if it is a drier track, I know there was a bit of a deflection from uh, Mr. Haggis, but I still want VE on a dry track over a Dabe. Um, but I think it is between those two. Uh, I'll be finally backing VE this week. Should have done it the last two starts. Idiot. Um, <laughs> and out of out of Sir Dragonet and Mugger 2, I probably want to be with Mugger 2. Yeah. Nah, same here. VE on top, a Dave second, and the mug, the people's mug going <laughs> for third. On to 
the Queen, what is this? Queen, the queen of the Turf, is Queen it? of the Turf stakes. So, another race that has to get renamed, I think. The king um, of the Turf. But you got Mayor's... <laughs> well, is there... Too much. There isn't any, like, group ones limited to males, is there? I can't think off the top of my head. No, nah, I don't think so. It's Only not group ones. F- yeah. There is in, like, lower grades, mm. like, two and three-year-olds, but not... Huh. So Peter Velandis, if you're <laughs> yeah. if you're listening, get the best blokes. Yeah, why don't they do one with just Colts, no geldings? So just just, just blokes, just Gee. just blokes just going off of just them. mangoes and nuts, <laughs> yeah, exactly knocking against each other. Exactly. Imagine Sosie Bon is a young horse. He used to bite each other. Yeah, and he had his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> get me out there. <laughs> Yeah. He's that keen. Yeah. And they gelded the poor fella. Oh, and he's been very consistent since. Yeah, he's no personality anymore. No. Great looking horse. Very good looking horse. Would have had horse. great looking progeny. Um, Real Lonro type. Biggest money spinner for a So You Think. That was about a year ago, so that could have changed because I don't think he's done much in the last year. Nah. Old Sosie, but one of the greats. Anyway, Queen of the Turf Stakes. Um, my girl Kanedna won this a couple of years ago at a huge price. But, gee, I don't think she'd have much hope here looking at this field. Um, Probabil has to be the starting point. Probabil has to be the best bet of the day if it's a good track. I'd say so. Yeah, I'm that keen on her. Yeah? Yeah, $2.50. She'll get pumped in if it's dry. Barrier um, six. Oh. So 1,600 metres. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Six, interesting because she's drawn out basically every single run this prep. And I think she does like being outside of horses. So, I think it will be a bit of an interesting ride by Kieran, but capable of getting her in the spot where she's just smoking her pipe. Bit of a chip on his shoulder this weekend, I think, Kieran. Yeah, I think he'll have a good day out, Kieran. Mm. Um, I'm with you. Probably looks by far one of the better bets on the program, and I hope we're both right. Um, but I thought Odium down in the weight somewhat. Look, as a three-year-old filly, she's not getting that much weight relief at weight for age. She's not, no. When she ran second in the Empire Rose, she had 49 kegs Yeah, on her back. Look, she can run a good mile, and I think she'll run a good race, but I just I can't see her beating Probabil in mm. this race. Probabil is in our upper echelon of horses, in my opinion. Forget about her last run. She doesn't like the heavy track, even though I think she had a trial recently, which was on a heavy eight, and she won. So. <laughs> oh, trials, mate. We, but, yeah. We, uh, what we do, we talked about that early in the podcast this season, and mm. I gave it a purple polo for trial form because it is impossible to marry yeah, up. It is, yeah. Um, but yeah, probably I agree. Um, she looks one of the better bets on the program. What are the other ones I've written down here? Uh, yeah, Odium has touched on. Uh, Sydney way of going. She nearly knocked over Isotope um, last start. 1,200 metres. I think she will improve over the mile. So I think she has to be respected. The other one that needs to be respected. Now, I'm not sure wait for age is her go, but is Nimalee. Agreed. She looks one of the one of the ones to get the best run in the race. Um, should sit just behind the lead, if not leading, 
Rachel King in the saddle, who she's out of form, but she can get back into it here. So, I think Nimalee's probably one of the biggest overs in the race for mine. I've yeah. sat Colette. On a dry track? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, she's back to mare's grade, but I don't know. She That run where she had where she started fifty and finished fourth... Yeah, did my she's done me dirty. Yeah, with I think Toffee Tongue won that race. Yeah, and Toffee Tongue was okay in the Tancred, but yeah, look, mm, I think she could still win, uh, run a really good race. But uh, the other one that I think could run a sneaky race is Natoya. Hello, on the quick backup uh, has won on the quick backup before. Gains a stack of weight though, but I think at twenty six bucks. Um, She'll run a decent race for you, punters. But, yeah, I, I just can't see anything. I think this is, for me, the easiest group one that I've had to pick thus far. Crikey. Mm. Well, there you go. So, you had Probabil. Probabil on top. Uh, I think Nimalee is a great shout. Um, yeah, I'm going to chuck Matoya in the trifecta. Mm, just for okay. a sneaky little race. Yeah. Converted. Mm. Lovely. Okay. Mate, we've done this in record time, but we have bigger fish to fry here. So, before we get into the juicy steaks punters, what you must do is go to our Instagram right now. Right now. Don't delay. Don't dilly-dally because by the time you're actually listening to this, it might be done. But what you need to do, I should have written this down. (laughs) But what you need to do is basically go to our latest post on Instagram. It might not be the latest one, but it'll be in the last three or so. It'll be us talking to camera and it will be a $50 giveaway to any bookie of your choice. And we'll be picking a winner, I reckon, Friday night, if not Saturday morning. It will be on the post, TBC. But... What you need to do is make sure that you're following us on, on Instagram at Polo Punk Club. Two, like the post that we put up. And three, based on our quaddy unlucky story again. There are too many of them. Our hard luck stories in the quads. I'm going to retell another one to give an example. But basically, give us uh, your bad beat that you've had on the punt at the pub. And two mates that you shared it with and tag them in the in the comments. So comment that below, but it'll all be in the post. But I want to take you back to Derby Day. I reckon it was 2018. Oh, no. It was 2018, mate. We were at one of the most underrated venues at uh, the Hamilton Hotel. and uh, Yeah, I'm had, not a massive fan of the Hamo. Well, I think the bad luck's probably, yeah, probably a stink mate. on it. <laughs> probably. Bad, a bit of a bad whiff, but... Mm. Look, I was having a terrible day, but we were alive in the quaddy going into last, and we were having a field day. We had we picked, um, oh, what was that thing? Uh, Shillelagh won one. Shillelagh did. I'm thinking of the Derby winner. Uh, oh, yeah, extra brute. Yes, well done, extra brute. And I reckon it might have been bod or something else. <laughs> yeah, something gross. So all paying decent money. So we had five. Five of them heading into the last leg. And I think our worst payout would have been, I think it was like two or three grand or something. It was something ridiculous. The worst one, yeah. Yeah. So, we were in, we were counting our cash. Yeah. Best, best. I think the best result was something ridiculous, like 25 or 30 grand. Something absurd. It was Mm. something absurd. And of course, Mac would have put put it in. Mm. But we get, 
it was uh, one of the runs down the straight. They always have straight light race in the last, and uh, notoriously hard to pick. And um, who other but Divine Quality just runs down the outside and absolutely crushes our soul at uh, about thirty to one. She wins that, and she did not win a single race after that. Oh, we were devastated. We we were counting our cash, and the whole pub was behind us too. They couldn't believe that we were still alive. I know. And yeah, the whole pub mm. was behind us. That's right. But I've heard a sicker story of, of that of that day. Oh, I think, really? I think I've told you it. So Hamish Blake of Hamish Nandy um, phenomena. Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, one of the great podcasters. But he went in with a quaddy with the Melbourne Demons boys at the track, and they were alive. And I think they had like five or ten percent each heading into the last. But they had. The field, except for divine quality, no way. left it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I've had sick beats, but that would be have to be the sickest of all. That's time. a kick in the nuts and the guts at the same time. Isn't Jeez. it? Kicking me while you're down, divine oh. quality. So uh, anyway. So, yeah, punters. <laughs> so, yeah. If you've got an example like that. If you have that. an example like that, hit us up on Instagram, at Polo Punk Club. Our two mugs will be in the frame. We'll make it pretty obvious that that's the post that you need to do it for. But, yeah, all the best. We'll be drawing it out um, before the weekend, before race one, let's put it that way. On to our juicy stakes where we're raising money for Corbo's sister who has cancer. Um Recap from last week, value better the day, lightsaber, did not handle the wet and finished last. Yeah, Yaletown uh, didn't get the easy lead I was envisioning and, and finished second last, so that's there no go. good. Each way for both of us was Mars Crusader, who ran a ripping race, just NS too good. And my best of the day, Wheelhouse, was scratched. But, and yours? The Irishman ran second. Yes, that's right. So, all over it. Yeah, we were there or thereabouts, mate. Okay, so you've told me before the show that your value bet of the day has been pumped in. Now, we have history in this area where you had <laughs> Shalot, uh, Shalot, Shalot, Shalots, yeah. At 11s that you tipped it, and then it started at it's a $3 favorite. <laughs> yeah. So, what have you done this time? Well, I've got Wanderbar in the last actually taking on Tefane. It was uh, $9.50 when I was looking at the form. It's been pumped in a little bit at $7.50, but I thought $9.50 was right on the edge of value. But um, That is on the edge of value. Yeah, so I wouldn't say it's super value this weekend, punters, but it's been good this prep without winning, but I think it's due. So $7.50 right now um, in the last at Ranwick. Well, this could be the moment that we lock it all up for our six-pack bets. We haven't had one of these for ages. Yeah, we haven't. And Are you jumping on Tefane? No. <laughs> Another horse that's crushed yourself, Fiesta. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this to me. I am. Bowman in the saddle. <laughs> Gross. Good track. Ugh. 1,200 meters. <sighs> Brad Tipter in the galaxy for some reason. Yeah, that was bizarre. But yeah, 40 to 1. That's very unlike him. Yeah. Very off color. But uh, I think, yeah, race 10, number four, Fiesta. Chris Waller just stinks of a race she'd win. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, she's drawn to get a really nice run, I reckon. So, 
yeah, I'm happy to have a little something on Fiesta here. Uh, who's your each way? Uh, she's ideal in the Sydney Cup. <laughs> well, we're going to oh, have- we're going again. Yeah. Favourite moon for mine. Yeah, it's an each way price. Yeah. Well, there you go. And probability for you. Yeah. Very elegant for mine. Bang. So, very elegant and probability. I'm so. actually probably more confident in this uh, juicy stakes all up than- I am for most, and it's in two group ones. I, I am that keen on probability and very elegant this weekend. I've been very confident in the past, and <laughs> we've been let down several times. History says. Well, we're <laughs> up against it, aren't we? We really are. But I reckon this is what people look at. I reckon our O and 33 is like when you're at base camp at Everest, and you're looking, you're like, how the hell am I getting up there? You're just looking at the sheer... Uh, absolute domination of the cliff face hanging over you and you just don't know what to do. But, but sometimes you just need to pull through with the goods. 100%. And two of our favourites, Very Elegant and Probabil, will come through for us. Of course they will. I'm that confident. And I'm going to whack it up right after this podcast finishes. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. I've declared that Very Elegant starting at $2. So get on now. Yeah, $2. jump on. Um, and if you follow us in, and if we get back to 33 and 33, you've had a fill-up, hunters. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Haven't you just? But until next time, hit us up on the IG for your chance to win a $50 voucher of your choice for your bookie, your preferred bookie. But until then, all the best championships day two. Um, go well. Good luck, punters.